This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 15th of September in your Squiz today, a record-breaking season for Aussie farmers, citizenship for Quaid Cooper, the new iPhone, and lose for moo cows. This is your Squiz today. We don't get to say it often enough, but some good news for Aussie farmers, Claire. It's expected that our agricultural industries are in for a bumper of a year. They're forecasted to reach an estimated $73 billion in value, which is a record. Weather permitting and a few other variables, of course. But there's a few factors that have aligned. Take us through it. Probably the most important one is the weather, of course. For the first time in a very long time, Aussie farmers haven't been able to complain much about the weather, (laughs) of course, which is their national sport. But uh, things have really gone well for them. And certainly ABARES, which is the Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Science, uh, they've put out a prediction that they should get over that $70 billion mark in terms of output in this current financial year. In our favour has been a really strong red meat market. Uh, There's been some prevailing factors overseas, uh, markets like the US, the Russian Federation and Canada, who are some of our biggest competitors, have had very poor seasons. So that means that our goods, whether it's red meat, whether it's grains, uh, whether it's fruit and veg or sugar or wool, we've done very well. Nearly $55 billion of that valuation will come from exports, but it hasn't all been smooth sailing there. A few C words, Claire, COVID and China. Yeah, COVID has also hurt farm production by limiting the available workforce. There's been quite a bit of talk in the last 12 months about backpackers not being around to pick fruit, uh, also about other workers who normally come in for seasons not being available to be able to get out to the regions. Uh, China, of course, is the other issue. We've talked a lot about the relationship with China and how that has hurt agricultural producers, particularly in the barley sector. Uh, Wine has also been pinged. There's other products like lobsters and uh, all sorts of products that come from agriculture uh, that haven't been able to go to their biggest offshore market. There's also been the mouse plague, of course. We've covered that a bit on the podcast here as well. But despite these bumps in the road, it's news that should put a spring in farmers' steps. Onwards and upwards, the National Farmers Federation has a plan to reach a $100 billion valuation by 2030. On to COVID now and starting with New South Wales, the numbers have started to plateau a little, Claire, with yesterday clocking in at 1,127 cases. While it looks promising, experts say it's too early to tell if the curve is starting to flatten. As our farmers would say, one swallow doesn't make a season. (laughs) There's a little bit of a way to go. Saturday saw the highest number of new local daily cases. That was at 1,603. Uh, So the fact that numbers are coming down is a really good sign, health officials say. Uh, Yesterday's result was the lowest new daily cases reported for 13 days. And certainly officials think that the big push towards vaccination in New South Wales 
results means that those case numbers should start to come down, but they want to see a few more days of it before they start making any real hard predictions about that. As for Victoria, cases there continue to climb with 445 new cases there yesterday. Lockdown fatigue is said to be a contributing factor to the spread. And as for the ACT, another four weeks of lockdown has been announced after 22 new cases yesterday. Overseas now and Prince Andrew has hired US celebrity lawyer Andrew Brettler to represent him in the civil case against him in New York following Virginia Jeffrey's claim that he sexually abused her. In a pretrial hearing, the lawyer has described the allegations of sexual assault as baseless, non-viable and potentially unlawful. Brettler is someone who's quite well known in legal circles and beyond in the US. He has represented the likes of Michael Jackson, Tom Hanks, Demi Moore, many, many more celebrities. Uh, So there were lots of ears pricked up yesterday when it became clear that Prince Andrew has engaged him to represent him in this case. Where they landed was an argument around whether Dufresne was able to launch this legal case because of a secret settlement she had made in 2009 with Jeffrey Epstein and that Brettler argued released Prince Andrew from any and all liability. There's a long way to go in this legal wrangling before they even get to a trial it seems. They'll head back to court on the 13th of October. Rugby union player Quade Cooper will be granted Australian citizenship after being knocked back four times previously. It's not just the match-winning goal he kicked against the Springboks on the weekend. A tweaking of the rules by the federal government yesterday will give the most talented prospective Australians more flexibility in meeting certain residency requirements, and that's gotten him over the line, Claire. Quade Cooper has played 71 test matches with the Wallabies. He's represented Australia on that many occasions and yet he was finding it very difficult to get Australian citizenship. Uh, He argued, of course, that representing Australia and being a resident here for quite some time, uh, he had moved to Australia at 13 years old from New Zealand, uh, really meant that that should make him eligible. But he was caught up in a rule over the four-year period. You weren't meant to be absent for more than 12 months. Uh, Cooper's playing career had taken him to Japan and he didn't qualify. But the rule change means that people must live in Australia for at least 480 days during a four-year period. And under that kind of remit, Cooper definitely qualifies. So he'll move on. He'll become an Aussie as well as a Wallaby. Immigration Minister Alex Hawke says the rule change will help those prospective Australians with unique work and travel demands. It's one of the most anticipated tech events on the calendar when Apple unveils new products. We're up to iPhone 13. Claire, what's been unveiled? There's some new features, a much better camera. Uh, Apple says, although experts say only a pro would really notice the very sophisticated features, uh, probably the one that will get people really excited is significantly better battery life. Apple is of such interest to Australians because so many of us use them. Uh, We're one of the markets where Apple has the highest penetration. About 55% of smartphone users here in Australia use an iPhone. Uh, And Apple boss Tim Cook last month said that the top two smartphone sales spots here are owned by Apple. There's also new iPads and new watches that have been released in this round. They should be available around September 24. 
And filing this under the things you learn, it has apparently long been considered desirable to potty train cows, Claire, in order to help the environment. Their wee is quite acidic, gets in waterways, it contributes to greenhouse gas emissions. And so enter the moo-loo. Yeah, it's a toilet for cows. Really great for <laughs> uh, dairies, really great for uh, anywhere that has cows uh, in a sort of highly concentrated area to try and dissipate the bad effects of their urine. Uh, it's something that experts are really quite excited about for the reasons that you mentioned. You, of course, can potty train horses. Some people say you can do it for dogs. I've never heard of a cow being able to go to the loo on command, but they're pretty smart creatures. Obviously, it's a thing. It's all done by a a system of rewards and punishment. They get a sweet drink or some mashed barley when they do it right. When they get it wrong, they're surprised by a blast of water, a short blast of water. And if that's not enough weird animal news for you, scientists are also trying to resurrect the woolly mammoth. You can head to the Squiz Today newsletter to have a read of both of these stories. Squiz the day, Claire, what's on your radar for the day? Look, just to carry on my old lady theme, the Golden <laughs> Girls yesterday, it's the anniversary of Agatha Christie's birthday. She was born in oh, 1890. The classic detective novels. For mm. me, it's the anniversary of Google.com being registered as a domain name back in 1997. And haven't we all typed it a few times since? That's all from us today. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.